All right, welcome to the SD podcast, another solo episode with Dan, but I'm not by myself. So tonight is a little special episode. I'm here with my cousin, Rich Behan, who is the superstar of the family with recording and podcasting and everything <laughs> that goes to mind. Rich, thank you for finally coming on with me. This is, uh, is going to be a fun, fun show. We got plenty to go in. We got the Mets. We got the Giants, we got the Yankees that are red hot, and you got the New York Islanders who are going to game seven against the Tampa Bay Lightning. What an epic game game six was. Um, Rich, how's it going tonight? And thanks for coming on. I'm very excited. We're finally getting to do this. It's been years in the making, but we're finally doing. What's up? I, w- I was going to say, this has been, I think this is long overdue, way long overdue. Um, but no, I'm good. I'm happy to, uh, I'm happy to do this. I haven't done one of my own podcasts in a while, so it's nice to, uh, nice to keep fresh. I haven't right. been doing much, uh, much in front of a microphone lately. Uh, but hopefully that will change in, uh, in September and whatnot, but, um, you know, chugging along during the summer here is eh, slow months during the summer. Slow but, months, you know, the dog days. Kind of stay busy. For you. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yes, you don't, if you don't know my cousin, Rich, He's the famous voice of the Seton Hall Pirates uh, for the last the couple former, of years. The former. Former, yes, I know, former. Um, before we get into all the, the, the current sports, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and maybe we'll get into some funny stories about you and me, about our fandom together and all that other stuff. Oh boy. Well, I mean, for me, I, it was funny. I knew I always wanted to work at sports, but I didn't know uh, in what capacity. And then I find my way to Seton hall and uh, I go in as a business major and, and whatnot. And then I actually, I, 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 I like to tell people this all the time. I say, you know, listen, I, if I didn't do random roommates, I probably wouldn't be sitting in front of a microphone right now. So I went into Seton hall, did my random roommates freshman year, lived in a dorm with a bunch of guys and they were always, uh, they were always nowhere to be found on like Fridays and Saturdays and random nights throughout the week. And I was like, okay, what the heck are these guys doing? Where are they going? Right. Uh, so he was always, so they could uh, be like either selling drugs or going to work. Exactly. Or- <laughs> it, could be, I mean, it could be doing anything. Yeah. It could be doing anything. So, but I mean, uh, one day I was like, hey, where do you guys go for like these long periods of time during the day? And like, you're nowhere to be found. And they were like, oh, well, you know, we do this thing called the Pirate Sports Network. We basically broadcast all the games, work the cameras, stuff of that nature. And they were like, oh, why don't you come try it out? So I went, I tried it out. And three and a half years later, uh, here we are. Well, and, I didn't uh, actually I loved every second of it. I actually didn't know that origin story. I always yeah. thought it was just one of those things of like, I watch sports religiously. I watch literally every single Met game, every single Giant game, every single Ranger <laughs> game. True. Might as well try it out. So, wow, that's yeah. cool. I never actually knew that. I just thought you ju- did it from Jump Street. So, yeah, let's see. Rich is born 1998, so we are mm-hmm. 11 years uh, difference. So, it's really funny with Rich. I remember the day he was born. Um, so, it's really <laughs> surreal. So, with, yeah. with Rich, um, I've watched him grow over the years and us watching sports together and being at family functions and talking about sports. Um, we might as well start off. You're a big Ranger fan, uh, big Ranger giant and Met fan. Um, let's, let's really like how I, I know the answer, but the, the audience doesn't know the answer. Like, how did you become a sports fan? Like, obviously 
tell us about that. Maybe some crazy stories about you and me going into sports and it could be positive or negative, but uh, just basically talk about uh, our family's family's, uh, history with sports and we'll get into it from that. Well, I I mean, it's interesting. I mean, at least for me, because I am, I'm not the normal, because usually you do Mets, Jets, Nets. Right, right. And then the other side of the spectrum is the, the, Yankees, the Yankees, Giants, the Giants and the Rangers. I'm kind of a mix of both. I like to lose on the baseball field and win on all, all other sports. However, that is changing. And we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, one, but, one since 40, though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, no, I, it, I mean, it's just it's unreal because, you know, obviously we like you were kind of saying everything with the family functions and all it was, it was funny because we would always go in and give our hellos to everybody. And then I at least. Uh, I would go right inside, go to the couch because I mean, we don't live, we, we live close together, but we don't live that right. close. So, so for people not listening, yeah. um, I'm, I'm on Long Island and he's on the other Island of uh, mm-hmm. Staten Island. So if you ever been to Staten Island and obviously going to Staten Island from Long Island, it's uh, it's a, it is a nightmare. So we, when we hang out, it's always the most important giant game. It's the most important, right. uh, Exactly. there's always something going on and I'm always, I'm always at the couch ready to go and with everything like that. But yeah, like you said, our family origin from Brooklyn. So, right. so our family really liked the Brooklyn Dodgers and refused to like the Yankees when they came to town. Um, My dad's a little weird like that. Um, compared to your dad, my dad, he likes yeah. sports, but he's not more of a, he's, he, he likes New York. He's like a quote unquote New right. York fan. So he'll like he he likes the Mets, but he doesn't hate the Yankees. Similar to what me. So Richard has the different scenario with this situation. He yeah. he actually has the the father that hates the Yankees, and yeah. he has a funny story. His grandpa is a big time Yankee fan, so he still goes through it. But yeah, obviously with the Giants, um, our our second or third great uncle um had giant season tickets and our fathers went with them billions of times to games and stuff and it's that i think really where i got my love from the giants is actually really from your dad because my dad liked the giants he likes football but the love of like the psychotic love of it is really stems from more of your dad of like we have to watch every game kind of thing and everything like that so yeah, I'm talking way too much, but yeah, yeah no, I, I just, I, you know, I, I think it's, it, it's different too, because obviously, you know, you only play a certain amount of games in football. Now, of course it's right. expanding this year, but you know, for me, it, it's, it's different because you would think I would be like that too, but far and away, my, my, yes. my love is baseball. Right. That, that's, that's, the that's funny, on top for me. That's and really then, what the yeah. funny thing about it with you. Um, yeah, other than Islanders are really the only team my dad, like, I can say my dad, like, truly loves, like, mm. without, like, any interaction of another New York sports team. Right. So, yeah, no, yeah, it's really, it, re- it really is funny, like, when we would hang out. It's funny, we're going to talk about it now. I might as well bring it up now. Our biggest moments as watching Giant, fan, uh, giant games together would be the we uh, we arguably have the the two the worst and the best um yeah i was i was gonna go there so i'm happy i was gonna i was gonna tell the story but i'm happy you're going there so let's just so go there do, do you want to go positive negative first no I'll go negative first you want to go that's negative, the that's one the, that, that's the that's better the, story yeah, yeah okay. that's the one that really sticks out to me <laughs> 
All right. So for whatever reason, my grand, our grandma, so weird, pluraling, um, <laughs> our grandma uh, decides to one year to have Christmas a weekend early or a week uh, or before it, usually yeah. New Year's or whatever. Of course, it's always on a Sunday. And I'm like, um, can we, oh, I guess we'll not, I'm not going to go or whatever. So <laughs> it's, of course, Giants Eagles. This is 2010, right? Yeah. Yep, 2010. No, yeah, it was 2010. So Giants Eagles, Giants win. They're more than likely going to win the division, yada, yada, yada. So I definitely have told this story before. Uh, so it is all of us, all my our huge family, yeah. Of like twenty something people in my our grandma's see I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> keep on doing our grandma's two bedroom apartment, um, nice place by my house in Valley Street. So it's all of us. We're not the smallest family. Um, so whatever reason, my grandma is still having her 1986 TV, <laughs> with no high definition. So us, uh, you and me are bugging out because one, we don't have red zone slash high def right. high definition TV. So we're bugging. And fo- folks, just to I, just to set the scene again, it's one of those like old box TVs that you have to oh, put directly yes. on the floor. Right. So you're looking down at the game, no HD, but you get the point. <laughs> so we're having a ball. The Giants are up big time. Yeah. This is the famous Giants Eagle game. This is a Sean Jackson game. So we are starting to lose it. And uh, our Uncle John, um, if you know my uncle, our Uncle John, he is a character is the best way of putting it on the live podcast. He is the character. He is the king of pessimism. Um, so <laughs> that is true. throughout around the third quarter, he just has a bad feeling in his stomach. This is not going to end well. And we're like, will you just shut the fuck up? Come on. <laughs> we're, I'm, we're cursing. It's okay. It's oh, my perfect. podcast. Um, perfect. So I'm, I'm, we're like, just shut the fuck up. Please just, just, this is just, this is not good. So long story short, they're coming back. Um, let's see. All right. Then Matt Dodge, we're like, all right, please don't kick it. Please don't kick it. Please don't kick it. Whatever all you do. All you have to do is yes. kick it out of play. That's so, all you have to do. I don't care if you kick it into the right. third row. So me and, so basically everybody's just looking at my, our uncle John and it's just, all right, Matt Dodge kicks it directly to Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson takes it to the house, and our Christmas is completely ruined. My, our Uncle John is screaming, I fucking told you. I fucking told you. These teams are bums. I fucking told you. That's, and, yeah. and our Christmas was ruined. The uh, the attitude, I, I, I just, we, we both wanted to crawl in a deep hole. I i'm pretty sure i could have went to this game thank god i didn't go to this game but that that man that that was one of those hang with them days for all the all of the whole family that day and that was like right before everybody needed to do christmas presents and we're like yes. oh, this this is so we had to watch it on nine high definition we have no internet we watched it on literally a tv that was shaking because i we she had cable but the tv was so old and awful that it was just blurry the whole time. And we just see right. just Sean Jackson, just take it to the house. And then following weeks later, the giants choke 10 and six don't make the playoffs fun times. All right. A positive. So yeah. 2011, I can't believe it's 10 years. They already announced, they announced that the 10 year anniversary is happening this year. They played an awesome tribute. I must say the Giants social media team. I don't know. Magically decided to like, 
step their game up. Yes. I don't know what happened, but holy crap, that <laughs> video will maybe want to go through a wall. I can't believe it's 10 years already. So this is a much better Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. Um, Giants, Jets, they, uh, Rich and his parents come right in time for kickoff. Um, winner basically keeps their season alive. Loser, basically their season is done. New York Jets, New York Giants. Uh, yeah, screw the Jets, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the Jets defense, that was like the year after they came from the back-to-back AFC championship losses. Yeah. So that team was still really stacked defensively, offensively, for whatever reason, just couldn't get it going. Um, we know what happens that game. Just Plex, uh, Plex Gilbert was the Jets. Oh, yikes. Victor, Victor Cruz goes 99 <laughs> yards. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we all jumped out of our seats and like we were going completely ape shit. Um, I definitely like picked you up in like like a ragdoll and happy Gilmore. <laughs> and then it's it's just wild that that's 10 years we've been yeah. to playoffs, unfortunately, one time since then. Yeah. It's just yikes. Um, but this year could be completely different. Um and another big news is Eli Manning is getting his jersey retired and yeah. Ring of Honor week three against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, he's actually your only quarterback, really, other than Daniel right. Jones, because you are you are eleven years younger than me. So it's actually really it must be surreal for you that you basically saw Eli's whole career, well ninety percent of it, I would say, maybe give or take yeah. a couple of years from that. Like, what does it feel from you? I know me and, me and you actually have a fight with your dad all the time because he's a more of a Phil Sims guy. Right. Uh, more than Mario, Phil Sims had a great career as well, but we're we're strictly Eli guys because we actually saw him. I had a couple of seasons with Kerry Collins. Yeah, Kerry was good for what he was worth, but he was no Eli Manning. And we do have that fun that we have those fun debates with your dad. Granted, he does love Eli Manning as well, but yes. he just yeah. loves feel a little bit more because basically if you look at it he's he was basically what i was to the eli manning career growing up around the same time if you really look at it so i i completely understand and then hopefully my son and family members and people after the fact have other quarterbacks that we can do that with but yeah um other than the normal eli manning stuff like what do you what like what what was your how great is it going to be on week three against the Falcons when Eli gets his uh, number retired and ring of honor? And it's still funny before you go, people on Twitter still hate Eli Manning and he is the funniest thing in the world. It's just, you're not a giant fan. You will never understand it. So suck it. Um, So, so take it away with your, your feeling about Eli being your only quarterback really, other than that one game with Geno Smith and Daniel Jones. Mm. You know, it, it's kind of, I liken it to what David Wright meant to the Mets. Right. And I was at David Wright's retirement game. It was, it was very right. emotional. And right. Same here. I like, I liken it to that only for the simple fact that when David Wright was a Met, when he first came up, that team was really good. Right. That team was supposed to be a perennial powerhouse moving forward. Right. And yeah. then everything fell off the wagon, quite frankly. Okay. Uh, you know, people leave, people get hurt, whatnot. And David could have went anywhere, but then he right. decided 
to re-up with the Mets because he loved the organization so much. And unfortunately, it didn't work out uh, in terms of him, you know, ever winning a World Series or not. But he meant so much to the Mets. Right. Eli means so much to the Giants. And it's because when you look at it, and I don't like Colin Cowherd for many things that he says. Cowherd? But, but I will give him credit for one thing because he is 100% correct. To win in the NFL, you have to get three things right. Your general manager, your head coach, and your quarterback. So three and the Giants sure. were the exact, and that, that is exactly what the Giants had. Right. For as, for as long as Eli was a Giant, uh, and, until the tail end where, you know, there was apparently, uh, there was obviously a disconnect between, you know, the front office and Eli and what they wanted from him. But right. when you look back at Eli's career, the Giants we're never the best team in the league. The Giants were, they, they weren't even close to being the, one of the best teams in the league. No, the only year was 08 when Plexico shot himself in the, the leg. That <laughs> right. was the, honestly, that was the only year. And then uh, 2011 was his best year other than 08. And if it wasn't for him in 11, and people think that 2011 team, the defense carried them. Yeah, the defense had good moments, but, it was strict. It was really Eli, right. uh, Keen Mix, and Victor Cruz finding ways to win it, win games. And then every now and then, Bradshaw had a good game, and Jacobs had a good right. game. But they weren't. The running game was terrible in eleven. Um, the offensive line that was really the first year of like signs of the offensive line declining, and they just didn't mm-hmm. think to. They well, I can't say they really didn't try to do it because they really did try to do it, and they just yeah. picked the wrong guys, unfortunately. Right. And that set us back to where we at right now. So, yeah, it's 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 a bittersweet moment for Eli because I, I obviously watched every ninety nine percent of the snaps yeah. that he's produced his whole career, and it, it's going to be a surreal day. Um, like you mentioned with David Wright, yeah, David pretty much David Wright for me too because I uh, as well with David, I've watched more than ninety percent of his at bats yeah. as well, and 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 for people that don't get this with Eli um, he might have not been the most perfect player. Cause obviously we know he wasn't, but every day, every Sunday, Monday or Thursday, he's going to be there. And he, and he's the same exact person. If he throws five picks or five touchdowns, right. he's the ultimate professional. He he's an ultimate team guy. He, he, it's the funniest thing. Like, we always thought people, the Giants were joking when he was saying, Eli is actually a funny guy. Eli yeah. is really underratedly <laughs> yes. funny. And yes. people would joke about like, yeah, don't mess with Eli. Eli is a prankster. And it's really funny. Like when I went to a couple of town hall meetings with season mm-hmm. tickets, people said like they, he would lock their phones in like a different language and they would have to figure out how to break it. That's one of the nicer pranks that you they could were able to say on the, uh, yeah, the show, exactly. but but like it, Eli's just the ultimate giant. He is yeah. the definition of like when you think of giants, it's gonna be him. It's gonna be Griff, uh, Gifford, uh, LT minus the off the field stuff. You th- you think yeah. of Sims, Strahan, all the whole Ring of Honor list, and he's the the definition of what a true giant is, and. If you're not a Giant fan, you're not going to understand it, and no. I don't expect you to. But you're wrong. You know, what I mean, if you're if you, if you saw his whole 16 year right. career, you had to take the good with the bad. But you know, he was there. He, you you knew go, whatever whatever type of game we're gonna get a 
Eli's going to give him everything we got and he he's going to work his butt off for those moments. So because, you know, and, and it's also interesting to that point that you were saying before, because all of my friends, some of my friends that aren't Giants fans, the, the my, my favorite ultimatum question is, oh, well, you know what? What if the Giants stuck with Philip Rivers and won five Super Bowls? You know what? That could quite very well be the case. It could be because yeah. if you want to, if you want to argue that Philip Rivers was a better quarterback than Eli Manning, you probably have the stats to back that up. I'm not going to lie to you. No, you probably well, have yes, the stats I'm, to back. I'm not going to get it. Yeah, with the stat but, wise, but I think with Philip Rivers, let's be honest with Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, do you really think he would have been able to handle New York? No, I don't. And that's why, and, 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 that's, and, honestly, and, and that's always my, that's always my point. My thing is, yeah, right. okay, you it, know, Philip, Philip Rivers might have the stats, but Eli, Eli was so cool, calm and collected that he doesn't, he didn't need to stat pad because, you know, he eventually did get to those Super Bowls and those Super Bowl MVPs. Right. And you know what? He has the accolades to back it up. He has the accolades and, to back it up. And he has, he has it. And like, that's right. what Ernie Acorsi has said millions of times. He's basically getting, he was basically getting the shit knocked out of him and he kept yeah. on getting up. And the best way to prove it, the Ernie Acorsi's, um, excuse me, Ernie Acorsi's uh, uh, scouting report. Basically, if you look at the 2011 NFC championship game against the 49ers, it wasn't the prettiest game. He kept, he got a beating yeah. that game oh, and he gosh. kept on, he kept on doing it. Like, I'm I'm sorry. I like Philip Rivers, but he wasn't he wasn't doing that in no, that game. No. He wasn't gonna do what he did in uh, in Green Bay, the other NFC Championship game. It's it's just really one of those things. That just just really just what's going on with that type of thing. So right, I I really I, I'm really interested to see when he is able to go in the Hall of Fame. Like who's gonna vote for him? He's probably not gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer because let's be real, people look at wins and everything like that. But right, we know we know he's probably not gonna be a first ballot Hall of Fame. Just being realistic, if he yeah. is awesome, but he'll eventually get in because of the two Super Bowls and what Super Bowl Forty Two meant to the whole NFL. Right. So, um, we might as well get to the. So with the Giants, we'll, we'll wrap up the Giants real quick. Sure. I know um, we have we have basically a month, well, pretty much a month before training camp. They yeah. did pretty good uh, in the off season, I think. Um, what I, I think most of the Giant fans are excited for this season, strictly because of Joe Judge and what we did in the off season. Um, what what are you excited for coming up for this season? I'm excited for. If you want to be honest, the the most exciting thing to me is year two of Patrick Graham's defense. Right. No. Yeah. I was gonna get that and too. Not only not only him being a defensive coordinator in the league, but just the pieces they were able to add right. to that defense. I think Adoree Jackson is going to be huge for this team. Oh well, yeah. If he's if he's able to stay healthy, we're going to have two shutdown corners, and then. Our, I like Darnay Holmes, and we did yeah. draft a guy in the third round, Robinson, who's pretty much a good press corner. So it's and this then the safeties, forget it. It's a contract year for Peppers. Right. Uh, we have McKinney. Hopefully, he stays healthy in training camp yeah. and he comes back and plays well. We have Logan Ryan, who's going to be a captain on this defense. So 
the secondary is locked and loaded. And then you have uh, Blake Martinez at in the middle linebacker spot. And then you got you got Leo coming with the big contract. Um, can he can he st- uh, prove his ten sack season, eleven sack season last year, and just being all over the field uh, again? And we have Dexter, and then a bunch of draft picks and a bunch of uh, edge guys that we are waiting for for the last couple of years of uh, X Men. We got Lorenzo Quarter, yeah. who was actually playing well before he got hurt, that and is then. Aziz Arjelari in the first round. So a uh, second round, I should say. Um, actually, I did want him in the first, but yeah. obviously, some <laughs> way, somehow he that. fell. I don't <laughs> know how funny. that happened. Gettleman, some way we made Dave Gettleman look like a genius. I don't know about <laughs> That's that. That's right. Uh... But yeah, I don't know. This season is going to really fall on the offense's shoulders. Um, right. Can Jason... and I mean, this is this is something we've talked about in the past. And I don't mean to cut you off, but no, this, no, is, go for it. this is something we talked about in the past because now if you're Daniel Jones, you have no reason to fail. Right. Okay. Before, before we get to, cause that's what I was going to ask you. Mm. I, I know I, people make me out to be the Daniel Jones Homer. <laughs> is, I'm, 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 I'm okay with it. I I'll take it right. for what it's worth, but I'm really not. But it's now or never for Daniel. The Giants yeah. have two first-round picks next year. Hopefully, the line of Bears suck. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's ultimately up to three things in the offense. It's uh, Daniel Jones having another year with the right another with the same uh, offensive coordinator with right. meeting camp with training camp, all that fun stuff. It's the offensive line coming through again. Another year with basically the same line. Mm. The only difference is is probably going to be hernandez in for cycler and and is matt pert gonna if matt pert doesn't beat out Nate solder at right tackle we have problems that's right. that is going to be the automatic first sign of our season could potentially be a long one is if matt pert doesn't beat out Nate solder because of talent not because of contracts granted he took a massive pay cut mm-hmm. and then number three does the old dog learn new tricks? And Jason Garrett, does uh, he, does he, does he find a way to open up the offense? All yeah. we've heard with out of the Giants facility is we're going to learn from what we did last year. We're going to improve on everything like that. Are we going to have more explosive plays? I think with, with Galladay, hopefully with Saquon back knocking on wood with Saquon. I'm sure it's going to take a while for him to actually get it going, but this offense has to be more explosive. So what is going to really be the, what is going to be the scenario right now with that's really going to be the case offense. If the offense shows up and Daniel Jones improves from last year, he can easily be a, division winning division winning quarterback with the running running ability and the passing ability he can definitely be there i've seen enough from him to do it it's just can he get there and that's gonna be ultimately the biggest question i and he scares he's like he's so freaking scary on how much (laughs) he is with eli manning with his energy with his mannerisms with his I'm going to show up every day to work. I'm going to work my butt off. He works way too hard to suck. He that, mm. I, That's all I got to yeah. say. He works way too hard to suck. So 
something's got to give with that. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for the season and our division allows us to be in the contention talk. Oh, I know it allows you to be hopeful. It definitely allows us to be hopeful. Yeah. Uh, Dallas always has the, Oh, we can win the division, which they easily can if that comes back healthy. But that injury is so gruesome. Right. You never know, man. You really no, never you don't. know. I, I don't, I'm not scared of uh, Fist Magic. I'm really no. not. But that team is really good defensively, and yeah. he just has to be a game manager, which we've seen many of times. But he doesn't scare me. He'll easily put up five touchdown games, and he'll easily throw five picks in the same game. So. And then the Eagles, that's the billion-dollar question with the Eagles. The Eagles were claiming that they're basically rebuilding after that cluster of what happened last season. Mm. Um, do they trust Hurts or see what they get with Hurts? And let's play ball. So our yeah. division is going to be very interesting. It's another – God knows, hopefully someone finishes the season over 500. Excuse me. Well, basically you have to because – Oh, it, now, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's an actual extra game of the season. So, right. yeah, basically uh, with the Giants, it's basically with that. You Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think just going back to your point from before, uh, Jason Garrett is really going to be the the question mark of the season really for the Giants because if you look at, if you look at Daniel Jones' best games – Right. From not only from his first year, but last year as well. If if you look at his if you look at his best games, all of them he was allowed to run. Right, he was allowed or to run. Maybe not. I I won't say maybe allowed to run, but he found ways to get out of the pocket right. and run and by then, himself. And I think with the ankle injury, that ankle injury really, really, really damaged our yeah. season. Obviously, in his, yeah. and he finally started to get it going. And then, unfortunately, for whatever dumb reason um that was the one that that was one of two games that i was like what is judge doing yeah it was that one in the browns game um and it was just like he shouldn't be out there right now i know colt Mm. mccoy is not a better option but he was just a dead duck in that game and it, it, it was brutal and you couldn't just tell and i think his i think his best game was the eagle game uh, the road eagle game mm-hmm. when yes. let's when we should have won that game when Evan Ingram yeah. decided to Evan Ingram it. Evan Ingram can't catch the ball so you know, yeah just... see with Ingram it's so frustrating because I'm tired see... I'm done I'm done I I, I know I know in ninety I, I can I know ninety nine percent of the fan base I'm not schmuck that. <laughs> I know what he can do, but he just doesn't do it. And it's, but, it, but, but that's, but, but that's, that's exactly the, the problem. That is a hundred percent the problem. problem. You know what he can do, but he can't do it. So yeah. get mad at him. I'm done. Yeah. I'm well, this I, is I hopefully his, his, hopefully is his last year, but yeah. with Kyle Rudolph, who's basically going to be Jason Garrett's job, right? Jason Witten. So yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, I'm excited for the season. I, I trust Joe Judge. I, I really, really yes. do love Joe Judge. Um, he has potential to being the I, – I, I joke with my friend Snacks all the time, um, and you Catholic people out there. I don't know if other Christians – I'm mm-hmm. sure other Christians do it. But he could easily be the Holy Spirit of our holy trinity of coaching. Yeah. Um, but as in Parcells and Coughlin during the Super Bowl era. But right. it, it really could possibly – be a positive season there's no reason why it shouldn't and 
they Gettleman and the the team actually built this team, and this team is actually have this nucleus of we are going to be a good team. Um, we work too damn hard to not be good. So, can they? I turn have to their... say just just before we before oh. we continue, I have to say a credit where credit is due. Oh yeah, we got to give him credit uh, to Davy G. Listen, <laughs> uh, when when he was first hired by the giants and then that viral video went of him clicking through with the Wii remote. I sat in my chair and I said, this is going to be a disaster. It's going to be, the, it's going to blow well, up the Wii remote and his Boston accent. Um, yeah. And then him talking about analytics and he's saying, I have computer folks. Right. Um, I mean, it was, it was, it was just like, peak. he's a, he's this a, is going to blow. Yeah. But he, for deep down, I have run into him. I, I ran into him at least one time, and he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey kids, how you doing?" Uh, like, <laughs> this just that kind it, of guy. Yeah, he's that lovable dumb uncle, and he's just like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Just right. like what? Like you just want to like shake him and just like, what are you doing? Just like be like, it does it doesn't go that way anymore. Like it's, I really I I did not think that twenty twenty one. Right. Like, I honestly did not think that he knew that you could trade back in the draft until this year. Well, no, because he's never done it. It was like, it was like somebody, he he was in a bubble. And then he did, uh, right, exactly. And then he was like, oh, I had so much the first time. I had so much fun the first time. I want to trade back again. How, like, how bold, like, Like, everybody joked on Twitter that Dave Dave Gellman was like in the corner while Joe Judge and everybody was like, (laughs) Right, we're doing this. I don't care what you say, Dave. This is this is what 2021 football is about. Yeah. And then still getting the guy we all wanted was right. even crazier. And it was just he, he they worked it perfectly this draft season. They've yeah. been working free agency really well. Last year we got Blake Martinez and Bradbury, who's basically a shutdown corner, and no one knew. Everybody knew he was good, but we didn't think he was not, that good. Not this good, yeah. And he's actually getting his money's worth now. So right. it's going to be a fun season. That's all I know. Oh, I'm yeah. going to be uh, – hopefully I could take you to a game this year. Um, yeah, it, oh, it's 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 going to be really exciting. Um, all right, next topic. We will get into the New York Mets, your, your beloved New York Mets. Yes. It's funny. So – Everybody knows I'm more of a Giant fan than Met fan. He's the opposite. He's more of a Met fan and yeah. instead of a Giant fan. So he will text me if we're down <laughs> eight to one, and I'm like, dude, what are you what are you doing, man? And 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 I, and I appreciate it because I'm the same guy during the Giant game when it's forty five to six and I'm still <laughs> there or I'm still watching. It's like it's it's just like all right, man, you, you got to give it up. There's 140 <laughs> more games, but. He, we're both loyal Met fans, but he yeah. he gets it a little upper hand with that. It was the ragtag replace Mets, and last night on two on Wednesday night, the guns are starting to come back slowly. We got Michael Conforto and Jeff McNeil back in the lineup. They stepped up big time for us. Where do you want to start with the replace Mets? We're still some well, way somehow in first place. Jake's a robot. Strowman's been really good. Yeah. Uh, um, Walker's been really good. David Peterson yeah. has woken up a little bit the last couple starts, hopefully. Which has been needed. Has, has been needing. Uh, McGill, is that how you pronounce it? The pitcher? Yeah, uh, Tyler. Tyler McGill. Yeah, yeah, he should have. I wish uh, Louis 
pitched him for two more at best, but it was probably yeah. a smart idea. There's so well, I want to I want to get to him in a second, but oh, I, I'm gonna let you get to him in yeah. a second. I I know you are on the bandwagon of overmanaging with Luis Rojas, and uh, I am. I have to talk you off the ledge every now and then, but I let you yes. go more times than not because it's it's true more times than not. Some nights I'm like, all right, I'll let you go. But right. other nights I'm like, all right, it wasn't the worst move, but I, I get it. Yeah. Oh, I so, mean, I think everything is kind of is kind of knee-jerk. But I, I, the one thing that I think everybody has to realize this year is that the NL East has been horrific. Right. Underneath the Mets, because the NL East came into this season as far and away probably the best on paper division in all of Major League Baseball. You're talking about the NL East, you maybe having three teams in the playoffs if somebody like the Dodgers, either the Dodgers or the Padres, whoever didn't win the NL West, right? uh, You know, if they didn't have as good of a year, three teams from the NL East getting in. Now, uh, I mean, it's just the Mets who have their own issues and then everybody else the Phillies start to get hot a little bit and then something happens to them and the Braves come on a little bit and then something Um, happens to them yeah I'm actually looking at the standings right now Nationals are nine and one in the last and and they got a four four game winning streak right now the Mets are still four games up and that's that's without ours waking up and that's really if the bets get going, we are really, really scary. Our bullpen's been good for the most part. Yeah. They've been using Castro a little bit more for my liking. Yeah. For whatever reason, Louis been using him a little bit more than he really should, but that's here and there for whatever reason. May looks like he's starting to get it together. Unfortunately, we lost Familia. Uh, Did they say how long Familia is out for? Uh, no, I just know that he's on the 10 day IL, but it's going to be more than that. And then we lost Gaselman. I know that sucks for him. Um, for what he was worth, unfortunately, yeah, he right. is what he is at this point. Yeah. But where he originally was five years ago, he's nowhere near what it was. Um, Lugo is finally back. Um, hopefully we got to you open him up a little bit more. And then Batanzas is rehabbing. I'm not really going to get excited. I think the Yankees just used and abused them, and we yeah. it's payback for Pedro Feliciano. If yeah. you remember Pedro yeah. Feliciano, we used and abused them for like five or six years, and then the Yankees got him. And I don't even think he played a game. I, I, I'm almost positive he didn't play a game with the Yankees. Um, and my Yankee friends could uh, attest. I don't remember, but yeah, the Mets and and the best part is. Like I mentioned before, the offense hasn't even gotten going. Frankie Lindor are – it's not – I the best way I put it, uh, you were a little too young for 06, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of know the – No, you know 06, but happened, you weren't, you weren't in the – No, no, not at all. So, basically – well, 05, sorry. 06, he came yeah. back to earth. 05, it's Carlos Beltran all over again. It, it really like the funniest thing with Carlos Beltran is he would only hit home runs the nights Pedro Martinez would pitch. I don't know. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. Pedro's pitching. All right. Beltran hits a home run. It was the weirdest thing. It was, and it's Frankie Lindor. It's like, it's like him all over again with Frankie this year, but with Frankie, he is, he's the ultimate team guy and, he, and he's yeah, making he plays on defense. So it's, it's hard to, get on him like if he was a lazy dog and we've seen it before on 
free agents coming here, it would have been a hundred times worse if he was mm. lazy or he was getting moody with the the media. I think he got moody a little once or twice, maybe. But for the most part, he's been a good citizen on the team, which we all expected. We're paying him all this money. Uh, we got to find a way. Hopefully, we thought we were gonna. He was gonna break out on Saturday. Unfortunately, we didn't get to celebrate it more because it was a game one of a two game doubleheader. And right. the game two completely just shitted on whatever happened game one. And we we need him to carry us for at least a week or two. And then hopefully yeah. the rest of the offense keeps going. Like Pete's coming back. We haven't gotten anything from Dom Smith really other than a couple yeah. home runs. Um, we have heard absolutely nothing out of J.D. Davis. Um, granted, if – that's going to be yeah. interesting with uh, Jonathan VR if he when if he comes back anytime soon. Does JD hit enough to get his playing time back? I really don't know. I don't because the the defense is so bad. The defense is so bad that now you I almost feel like that VR and Guillaume have kind of jumped him in the ladder of really who should be starting at their base. The thing with Guillaume, Guillaume is just a, he's a pure singles hitter. He's not the right. Player. Yeah. But he, yeah, he but he's going to give you stellar defense. Yeah. I, I always like Guillaume. He's like one of my favorite anonymous square Mets of all time. Honestly, yeah. I do. I do like him a lot. He's um, like, he's like Omar Quintanilla that can actually like hit the ball. <laughs> like, Omar Quintanilla. Wow. See, this is why you fit into our podcast because we will <laughs> like randomly, Ben or Steve will randomly say like what you said, Omar Quintanilla. And like, okay, great. This is, and then we go on a three hour bender on why Omar Quintanilla hit like uh, 30 home runs in one particular game. Obviously, he didn't do that, right. but we'll go on a tailspin. Um, but, I, I love P- Pilar. I have always liked yeah. him. I've always he's that scrappy ball player that everybody likes. And if he's on your team, you like him. So it's it comes true with him with that. So honestly, I don't know how they're doing. Other than the pitching, <laughs> it's, obviously it's the pitching. Very, obviously yeah. the pitching is um obviously the pitching is the number one in the league in ERA. And then unfortunately. The bats are twenty one, yeah. or towards the towards. Yeah, the bottom, I think it even right? might be worse than that. Yeah, yeah, it was probably worse, right? I, I it yeah. was either twenty one or thirty one. One of the two, no, <laughs> thirty teams. So, I think it was twenty one. But yeah, um, and they're they're surviving this tough stretch. I know we texted about it last week because we are finally at that off day. We're like yeah. they're only having one off day, and they have three double headers on one tomorrow. Right. The final ones tomorrow. It's it's just gonna be simply. I can't believe they stayed afloat for this long, and they basically Man. didn't lose any ground for the games that they lost. They lost the series this last weekend. They split with um. They split with the Braves. The Braves are the only team that really scares me, man. I I I, I can't believe how bad they've been playing for whatever reason. Right. Well, I mean, for the Braves, at least from a, from a Braves perspective, is and that- we technically did get no hit the other night. Granted, <laughs> Ikoff yes. was the only one with a pinch hit pitcher pinch yeah. hit uh, bunt single. That was I mean, the, excuse me. the Braves. I mean, the, for them for them to lose Ozuna, which is probably going to be for the entire season now. Well, yeah, because of uh, the suspension, right? Right. I mean, he was already well. Hurt, he's probably and yeah, then now he's probably going to get suspended. 
It's probably going to be even worse. Um, and then their their bullpen has just been horrendous. The back end of their right. bullpen has been they, basically non-existent. Nine, they let go of Mark Melanson, and they haven't been able yeah, to find rough. a steady and, guy. And I saw a stat this week during the Mets series. They've blown nine games, I want to yeah. say. That's a lot. Which lie. is uh, – before the All-Star break is – that's Not that's very he. that's very metal <laughs> right so uh you know kind of kind of like what you were saying before this in years past this would have been the prototypical june swing yeah you no i have been looking been. at a nine and 20 month because oh, of all the injuries 100 it's it's totally different yeah now they have a big weekend against the phillies they're playing the phils here so hey man they they gotta keep, just keep it rolling. They just gotta keep next find ways to just keep it rolling. And the guys are coming back. Uh, is Nimmo coming back? I know he was supposed to rehab this week. He's supposed to rejoin on Monday. Okay, so he's not here this week. But so, do you know the pitching? Um, the way the pitching is gonna be this weekend? Yeah. So it's gonna be uh, Peterson has to come soon, right? Peterson and Walker are gonna be on Friday. The double oh, okay. You, you okay. don't know which one is pitching first. Right. Uh, it's going to be Peterson and Walker. And then DeGrom gets Saturday. Okay. And Stroman is supposed to be ready to go on Sunday. Okay. Hey. So they're at least, they're set through the weekend. Now, after that, it's going to get uh, a little interesting because, I mean, at this point, Eikhoff is going to have to get another start. Yeah. Uh, McGill, and... McGill is probably going to have to get another start. Right. Um. You know, so but uh, I'm look, I'm looking at the schedule now. Hold on, pulling it up on the app. App. Okay, so oh, that's um, hold on. What month am I? Oh, yeah, I'm in the right month. All right, so this is weird. I didn't see this. So the Mets have a the one game series against the Nats. Yes, the, the, that was supposed to be an off day, and they right. made, they they gave that a makeup game day. Right, and then the two, three in Atlanta, and then home for the Yankees. Well, they're on the road, but they're at least they get to sleep in their own bed. And then right. this is where the fun before the All-Star break is the homestand with Milwaukee and Pittsburgh. So yeah. honestly, and then and then after the All-Star break, they're in Pittsburgh for three. And then they're going to have a tough stretch with Cincinnati, who's been really good. Uh, the Blue Jays have been hitting the cover and then another tough series with Atlanta. So there's no there's a couple of games with the Pirates really. The the Brewers have been playing pretty well. I mean, they're mm-hmm. not world beaters, but they're they can easily take two out of three against us. So I'm not even gonna act like that. But um honestly, if we kept keep it rolling, I'm I'm gonna be positive because honestly, let's see, they they've been really holding their own. They found ways to beat the, the uh the Padres. They yeah, they split a series with the Cubs, then then they're they're taking care of business for the most part in the division. And that's the most important thing. So if our arms stay healthy and we, now we start getting our offense healthy again and them finding being more consistent, I think we're going to have a good summer. I I really think our, our, it's going to be a summer for the ages and we, we could hopefully be playing in October because last year we shouldn't, we should have been good. And then our injuries on our pitching staff was just a disaster. So other than Jake, and maybe, maybe, maybe Jake and and uh, maybe Strowman does. Who? What other Met would maybe make the All Star team? Diaz. So I, I originally I sent out a tweet a couple uh, a couple days ago. I think it was last last weekend. So not against the not against the 
the Nationals, but the weekend before that. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that the Mets could have four guys at the at the All Star game. Uh, of course, Degrom is a lock. Right. I think Walker hundred percent deserves to be there. I think Stroman deserves to be there as well. I don't know. There's a the problem is there's a lot of good pitching in the National. Right. I, so yeah. If, I don't. If, I don't if think Stroman Walker... misses it. If Stroman misses it, but I think Stroman has a good enough ERA that he could definitely make it. I don't think right. Walker would make it because of what we're saying with that. Right. I think if, and if, I mean, I, I think Diaz really hundred percent deserves to be there. Yeah. No, from what he was two seasons ago and yeah. he was good for the 60 game season last year, other than that one against the Yankees, he really was good. It, right. It's about, uh, Eddie Trumpets, man. Uh, it's amazing how one yes. song rejuvenates someone. Oh. It's really insane. Um, so yeah, I don't. I'll just some way somehow peak gets red hot and, or something like that. I really don't yeah. see any other. I don't see a position player making it, which is fine. They he is doing the home run derby again, so that should be fun for that. I'm I'm, I'm hoping for a little uh, reverse psychology there from the home run derby because usually when you do the home run derby, your swing gets worse. Afterwards, right. uh, I'm hoping for a little reverse that Pete's kind of he's not scuffling, but he's not, you know, he's not ripping the cover off the ball, right? By any he's not stretch yeah. of the imagination. So I'm thinking maybe you know, a little reverse psychology, the home run derby will kind of get him going. All hopefully. right, so this is this is my 11 year age difference from you because because <laughs> when I watched it growing up, it was yeah. the heyday of it. Um, yeah. home run derby, yay or nay mm. for you. I I think that right now the players are leaning into it more than ever. Right. So for me, it's a yay. Yeah, I've I've that that's honestly one of my favorite nights of the year. Yeah. I don't know why. I love it better than the All Star game. I still watch the yeah. All Star game, but I for whatever reason I'm a sucker for home run derbies. It's, mm-hmm. it's and yeah, then if because it's a lot of fun. And if Pete's in it, uh, forget it. It was fun when yeah. Wright was in it in 06. It, uh, obviously, when we had the Ulster game, David Wright had to be in it, but that was a disaster. But, yeah. <laughs> but that was just him to be there. And Cano sucked at it too, so it was whatever. Yeah. But, but yeah, I always, oh, I've been a sucker for it for the last 25 years, home run derbies. Like it, it's like the night of the year. I'm like, I have to watch. I don't know why I have to watch it. it it's the same crap. <laughs> But like I love seeing like it's obviously glorified batting practice, but I love seeing like the parks, like and the fans going after balls yes. and like everything like that. And yeah. I love seeing the different ballparks. Like I don't remember the year. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. I don't remember the year, but it was Comerica, uh, in De- in Detroit. And um, if Steve's listening to us, he's probably remembered because we were at his house watching it, and. It was the year Bobby Abreu. We're like, no one's gonna really be good this year. It's Comerica. Yeah. This park's like a pitcher's park, whatever. But we're we're still gonna be jacked up to watch it. And right. he was just launching balls all over Comerica. We were really shocked about that, like idiots. <laughs> but but like, I'm excited to see what it is at Coors Field. Oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a it's gonna be a show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I sure. I think the one thing that's gonna uh, that's gonna be interesting though is that. I think I think these guys are going to get really tired. I oh, think yeah, they're going to the get really tired. Levels. Good good call on that. I didn't yeah. I, I didn't put that together until you said right. that. Yeah, good call. And then you're going to have Pete, you're going to have Shohei Tani who's going to be the MVP of the AL. Mm-hmm. And then 
And did did Vlad Vlad uh, say he was going to do it? Or no, he said he uh, didn't want to do it. Right, and he said the, the only two confirmed so far are Otani and, and uh, Alonzo. Tatis said he wants to. Uh, I don't know if he will. Uh, I don't know. But he he's, said he, he wants might, to. But he he's been way too banged up this whole season yeah. that I'm like God. right. If I'm the Padres, same thing with a, honestly, it's kind of the same thing with Acuna because Acuna said he would oh, give it a go too. Yeah, Acuna and Tatis are but, the same boat. They've been. I have Acuna in my my fantasy team, and it's just like yeah. every couple of days, it's just like, yeah, he's hurt, but he's gonna play, and we're like, oh, okay, great, wonderful. But he's he's awesome still. Right. Um, that's about it with the Mets. They're just slowly chugging along, and we've been impressed by it. Um, the t- the other team in the Bronx have finally awoken. They took two yeah. out of three against the uh, Kansas City. We were joking on the pod the last couple of weeks that they're completely boring. They're completely broken. And Gary Sanchez is carrying the Yankees. Luke Voigt has come back the last couple of games, the series, right. and he woke up. Um, Judge hit a home run today on Thursday. Um, Stanton's been doing okay. Um, yeah, other than that, Chapman has had a rough week. They found ways to pull it. Like, Boone's just it's just crazy with Boone like the lineup situations with them and like guys not performing like uh Frazier I'm actually really shocked that Frazier his first chance of playing every day he hasn't shown anything really yeah he's been really disappointing yeah I actually picked him up on a couple of fa- like in my one fantasy league thinking he was gonna finally get his time to shine and unfortunately didn't um so I caught him right away <laughs> but <laughs> I probably jinxed them a little bit, but honestly, the Yankees are they in? They are they in Boston this week? No, yeah, they're in Boston, and then they have four against. And okay, so they took two out of three against the the Royals, who they're a little bit better this year, but they still suck. Let's be real. And then they're they have three against Boston in Fenway, and then they come back for a nice homestand before their West Coast trip for the All-Star break. So, all right, so they have four against the Angels and then three against the Mets. So mm-hmm. they can easily get it going right now. Um, what did they do against the Red Sox last series? Hold on. I oh, mean, they got swept. They got swept yeah. by, uh, at the start of the month at home. So that was ugly. So, like, they got to get it going. Like, I, I, I'm not one of those Mets fans that wanted to dance on their graves just yet because, honestly – they can easily get it going. Um, hmm. Their pitching has been better than expected. Yeah, Tyon actually had a good game today, but right. he's he's sucked so far so far this season. And it's yeah. well, it was a lot to ask, and that's why yeah, I, he's I don't, I don't, coming off a big I injury. I don't want to take you too far off what you were talking about, but that's why for me, at least where, where I stand and from, a, I don't want to, I don't want to say an outsider's perspective, but since I'm not a Yankees fan, I'll say outsider's perspective. The the problem with the Yankees is not Aaron Boone. The problem hey, I don't with the think Yankees so either. And is Brian and, Cashman. Right. And I, and I agree with you. And that just seems to be the outside perspective. But the Yankee fans, I mean, are for whatever reason going against Brian, uh, going against Boone for whatever reason. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, you could probably blame Boone for some things. Oh, one hundred percent. If you look at if you look at what Cashman did, Cashman. After Garrett Cole, he asked a guy in Corey Kluber who pitched about 
two thirds of an inning last year before he was out the entire season. And Jameson Tyon, who's coming off Tommy John surgery, to do your to be your two three starters and yeah, take up rough. a lot of innings. That's not right. fair. That's not fair. And he not also smart. he also goes out and builds over the course of years. I'm not saying he did did it in just this offseason. Right. He built a lineup that is all right handed in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and that's not smart. And, I'll, and what are you doing? And at the time, it was a good trade. You had to make the trade, but. If you're not going to use Stan in the outfield, oh, it's uh, if you're not going to use him in the outfield, and he's basically Aaron Judge, like what are you what are you doing? Like, I'm sorry, like the game that um, if you're not going to catch, if you're not going to have Gary catch uh, Cole, fine, but right. he has to DH those games. Yeah, and then that's when you have to put either Judge at center field for that one game. He can do it. We've seen him do it. You put him in center field, or you put Stan in in left. Because let's be let's be let's be fair. Let's honestly be fair. Um, Gardner doesn't have it anymore, and and he wasn't no. supposed to be the everyday starting center fielder, <laughs> right. and and he's playing almost every single day, and it's not their fault. But like, I wonder if Esteban uh, Florio is just uh, what what's going on with him like he he can find a way to get up here by now and right. with frazier just being whatever it's it's just one of those things they have to figure out the outfield situation with that because right if they get two out of the three outfielders it's just the space a whole dark hole more times than not this whole entire season so yeah. i don't know all-star wise for the yankees it's really going to be it's going to be Garrett Cole, and I'm sure fans are going to vote in Judge, who deserves it. He's had a solid year. I wouldn't say right. he's world be, worldly. And then obviously this this hot streak with Gary, people are going to vote him in. Yeah, and Gary and catcher is so shallow that that's if he right. didn't if he didn't have this hot streak, it would have the, obviously wouldn't have been justified. But it would have been like, all right, who else is going to be there? Yeah. Kind of thing. So, and then. I'm sure Chapman, other than this week, has been good yeah. too. I'm sure. So the Yankees are going to have their representation. Like it's funny, it's funny that time of year when you're like, oh, who's going to be an All Star? Who's not? Granted, no one really cares, but we yeah. have to make it sound like we yeah. care. Um. So yeah, the Yankees. I think the Yankees easily have four guys there. Right. Yeah, they should. They should. Uh, like you and said, then, Chapman and, and Cole. Yeah. And. I'm sure LeMayu is going to find a way to get there too, who unfortunately fell off the face of the earth this first half of the season. He's had a down, he's had a down year. So I always liked DJ LeMay. So I I trust him. He's going to come back to earth in the second half. It's like funny though. He batted a hundred points lower than what he did last year. Granted in a short uh, sample size with 60 games, but DJ LeMay is DJ LeMay. He's going to find a way to just kick everybody's butt. Um, with that but like i don't really have much more to say about the yankees because it's it's just they're just a not a boring they're team in, they're in a rut they're in a rut, but, but, but in a rut as like in a rut as right in terms of you know they were in fourth place i don't know where they are now if i'm being honest with you yeah uh, i'll tell you right you know they, they you know they dropped all the way to fourth place and it's just like aaron hicks has been a, a complete bust that's supposed to be your center. Well, yeah, that was a, that was a terrible contract. On um, the Yankees um, are in third right now. They're currently okay, so they they leap back up. Four okay. back, they're four back, and the Blue Jays sank a bit. Like, it's doesn't the, it like? Just, I have I have a question for you. Just doesn't it feel like 
they're way worse than four back. It feels worse. Yes, yes, 100%. It's just, uh, I've been saying it for the last couple of weeks, the Yankees seem to be very stale. Yeah. It's it's just maybe with Voight, Voight back and like, they're they're gonna have their infield completely intact. I don't I don't I don't I don't know. Yeah. And they're all mashers and they all bat right, like you said. So that's why you have yeah. to play Gardner and you gotta right. that's why you, you gotta play to. him. Um there's nothing much really more to say about like their offense. They just gotta find ways to wake up and don't get hurt. Yeah. Like we all know standing and judge are one heavy sped swing away from having an oblique injury for no, cool. six weeks, unfortunately, knocking on wood. I know Yankee fans are cursing at me right now, but <laughs> all right, let's, we wrapped it up with the Mets and Yankees. Um, we have to talk about them. Um, I would be amiss to like really bring this up. Um, it, it, it's really sort of re- un- unreal to me. Uh, granted yeah. my, my fandom for the honors the last couple of years have, have diminished for a bit for family reasons or just like, like my 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 wife's side of the family is diehard Ranger fans, and when we lived with them, we watched Ranger games every single night. I started to like watch Rangers every night because of like that. So like I couldn't really watch on the games, and when they were playing against the Rangers, I would be rooting for the Islanders. But with family ties, it was just like my love for the Islanders was diminishing a little bit. But I always deep down had that in me. And like for whatever reason, it was whether they'll move to Brooklyn and just are they going to move out of the state? It was just the last twenty five years of watching the Islanders. It's just it's crazy, and like playing NHL for the last twenty years of watching me winning Stanley Cups with them. It's really just one of those like weird, like wow, they're in Game Seven to go to the Stanley Cup Finals, and like yeah, yeah Tampa Bay is on paper a lot better than them they haven't won haven't lost back-to-back games in two seasons in the playoffs just the fact that the honors are going to game seven and their style of hockey it might not be the prettiest and it's it's certainly boring but for the non-islander fan um it's it's just so it's unreal it's it's just like it's pinched me and i'm i'm happy for the the people and my friends are that have stuck with the islanders for a long time I, I, I can't like take credit, but I'm, I'm happy and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them. And, and everybody that's stuck with the honors a lot longer than I have. Um, I'm, I wouldn't say I hopped back on the bandwagon, but I I've been watching them and I've been caring for them as long as possible as well. But I, I, I can't take credit for like watching them, like, like Steve Rubin have the last couple of years, but uh, it, it's just, from going to the shitty, like going to Nassau Coliseum with my dad and just mm. getting leaked on by like a leaks uh, from the top <laughs> of the Coliseum and like just them being absolutely horrible. But we have a 10 game plan for like less than whatever amount of money and just fun mm. going with my dad and just being able to go with my friends, like in high school, that, it was fun. Like junior year, unfortunately my senior year was the year of the lockout. So the Islanders must have knew a plan because the playoff plan the year before is if you get season if you get season tickets the playoff tickets were free, so mm. I, half of my friends from school their parents got season tickets because of that, and I could have easily went senior year I could have basically had season tickets without paying for season tickets my wow. senior year and then lockout happened and then the whole hell broke loose but right. 
um it's 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 really so it's really really crazy that the honors are one game away uh to hopefully go into the Stanley cup um last night being potentially the last game at the coliseum i know yeah i have a problem with that go ahead i i don't i don't understand because that's the point that really stuck out to me about last night that might be the last ever game at Nassau Coliseum. Times and yeah. I'm one, I'm 100% happy for Islanders fans that they, they came back and they won in overtime. Right, right, they, were right, down right. To, they were down to nothing, whatever. But the closing shot of Nassau Coliseum is just going to be with beer cans all over the <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I I'm don't very know. confused I, as to why Islanders fans, your I, reaction after winning I, a pivotal game six I, I don't is know. to throw beer cans at your players. <laughs> I what? have no idea. I, and it's not like they've ever did that i don't know where the possessed them to do it i think they were so overjoyed i don't know i was very confused i was like am i missing something um did you ever watch the the ecw clip i don't know yes yes with with all the chairs in the yes yeah so someone tweeted that out uh i i i next time i talk to steve or Finn, i don't think finn was at the game but i know steve was um I, I don't know I don't I don't know what possessed that I, I I it was very weird it was it it was very weird I don't know but I guess they were so emotionally ready for the game <laughs> just decided to throw everything I don't know that was a weird move uh yeah that that's potentially the last time you see NASCAR Coliseum you see Andy right. Bervillier scoring a goal and then everybody's just <laughs> chucking beers yeah um I don't know. It's it's just the barn. I uh, that's the best way to put it. it yeah, it's true. It's it's that place is just a dump. It's <laughs> it's literally a dump. All right, I'm, I'm gonna say it. It is it is a yeah. dump. They they slap they slap lipstick on a pig. It, it, but mm. it, it, it's it's such a home, Nick. You know what no, I mean? Right. Like the ceiling, yes. like the last row. This you can you can literally smack the roof. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and 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 it's and it's he had asbestos he had <laughs> i'm not kidding i i am not kidding crazy they had asbestos they had leaks on the ceiling we would get rained on like we literally rained on um we had an owner that that ponzi schemed his way to becoming an owner who didn't actually have money to be the owner that was fun that that, that was peak of when i started watching hockey that was fun we we had the fisherman logo. That was my first or two years of watching hockey, and then we had Charles Wang, which was pretty good. Like he wasn't the greatest, God rest his soul, but from what we had, he was decent. And then now we have uh, they have Malkin and Ledecky who are building a brand new beautiful arena at Belmont. I'm excited to go in there, right. but but Nessa, it's just something different. It's like it's the 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 corridor of like. After uh, after hockey on the games or intermission, you know, like excuse me, it's so <laughs> so tight. But it, it's like it's just like that's what home is, you know. What I mean, that's yeah. what like home is. For it's like Shea Stadium. If you ever been to Shea, yeah, it's a right. dump, but we've gone there enough times that it's just you're used to it. Like it's yeah, you're used to the bowl seating and the and right, the, and there's and the no bad seat there, and yes, then and like the. True. And the whole Barkley experiment, yeah, they stayed in Brooklyn. Uh, they were staying in the area, thankfully. But yeah. Brooklyn was an absolute disaster. No, it, it, it was, was such, it was a basketball arena. Like I right. forgot which end of the rink, 
you couldn't see the goal. You couldn't yes. see the goal. The the uh, the score jumbotron was off centered because it wasn't built for hockey. Right. Um. The the workers there, they like Brooklyn didn't care. Like the Nets organization, the Barclays Center people didn't care about the Islanders. <laughs> they were second class citizens, rightfully so. But I, I'm I'm glad they were able to go back to the Coliseum the last couple of years, and then. And then now with a brand new arena next year. So right. it's going to be interesting to see. See, like the, the problem with the Islanders is it, it's like the Mets and the, pretty much all the second second teams in New York is yeah. when when they're the when they're going well and everything that they'll pack the fan base will pack their arenas. So or weekend games, they'll pack arenas. So during the like early parts of the season. It's going to be interesting, like on a Tuesday night against Winnipeg, how packed that team, that stadium is going to be. So I'm excited to see really the stadium looks good. I passed by it a bunch of times on the cross island. So it's looking good. So it's going to be interesting to see with that. But so on to game seven, it's Brandon Point is on a different, different Um, world. He has nine goals in in a row. Um, I talked to my other cousins who like the Islanders. Um, it's like Daniel Murphy in 2015 and LCS. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 just it's just he's gonna find a way to do it and he and he yeah. and he does it. So um yeah, and then we we don't know if Kucherov's gonna play game seven. He basically played one shift because he got hit. And then I think the way the Islanders hopefully find a way to win is just keep on mucking it up and just keep on playing their system as much as they can because tampa could they're like a they can find ways to play different styles of hockey but if you're gonna play in a shoot them out excuse me if you're gonna play them in a shoot them shoot them out game there's no way the honors are gonna find a way to win and tampa's going to the cup um it's it's gonna be interesting how how they're able to continue to play their style of play and keep tampa from playing what their style that they want to play wide open ice so it's mm-hmm. it's really going to be interesting I, I i don't know i really know game seven's up in the air like we always say just get us to game seven if you if you do it so i don't know i'm not going to say who wins or loses because i i really don't know i yeah i think i i, I hopefully it's another good game and the Islanders find a way to get to the stanley cup and hopefully the canadians win tonight if it's an other Canadian Stanley Cup final, the world's gonna burn because like whoever thought that was gonna be the situation this year. Yeah. And um Vin made a good tweet today. I don't know if he was playing with house money. I don't know, <laughs> touching the money before the game is over. But what if, like, I guess it was really not towards the islanders, but it was islander centric. He goes, right. What do you put on the banner when you win? the conference final well it's not the conference final this year oh true yeah so what do you that's interesting yeah what do you semi-finals champion i don't know probably probably yeah yeah hey whatever it'll it'll be something right (laughs) something Um, that's that that's something above our pay grade we don't have to figure that out yeah we don't have to figure it out but uh, i'm sure if the nick nick guy who does the photoshop so the nick banner uh, banners does it let us know (laughs) And make an Islander yes. one or or a Tampa Bay Lightning one or a Canadian one, unless they choke against the Golden Knights. But yeah, I'm I'm from an outside point of view. Like, do you think yeah, you think Tampa's gonna find a way to pull it out tomorrow? 
I do. I just yeah. It, I I know it's coming. I can't. I I can't. I can't do it. I, I I'm so close to actually seeing it happen. Right. Like it's, if, it's... if if the roles were reversed and uh, Game Seven was at the barn. Oh yeah. Uh, pulling it yeah, off. I really I, could. Yeah. But the fact that they they now have to go back to Tampa in right. a place that really. I don't. I'll. I don't have any factual backing behind this, but I, I just think that Tampa has severely outplayed. Like you can't go on the road somewhere, lose eight nothing, and <laughs> no, then go back can't. to that you same can't. place and you be can't. like, "Oh, we can do it this time." No, I, just, I get what you're saying. Something I, in the I, psyche is there. Yeah, something. Something's up with that. But hey, they they're due to lose two games in a row. Right. It's been two years. Right. Um. But you never know. Let's let's see what happens. It's a Friday night. It's going to be crazy. Um, I'm excited about that. So before we wrap it up, um, I want you to give yourself a plug, a little final thoughts of whatever you want to do. Uh, Rapid fire. If you want to bring anything up before we wrap up, Um, the floor is yours. Oh, oh my God. The whole floor is mine? Yes, Um, the whole floor. You know, I I, I think just going back, I guess I, I kind of like to do this on my show. So I guess I will bring it to you guys as well. I kind of just like to do a, a last, a, a final curtain call type thing. And uh, I, I guess mine's going to be about Luis Rojas. Okay. And, good. I, I knew I did. I, all right. There we go. I knew yeah. you forgot that. I just, you know, there are points during the season where I say to myself, you know, th- he could be the guy. And I, I have no problems with Luis Rojas. The person seems like a really good guy. He seems like he connects with the players. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, SNY sometimes before, after the games will show the dugout and he's laughing. And I, and I really do respect the one thing I do respect about Luis Rojas is the way he gets on these umpires because he, he will bark from the dugout and he is not afraid to really tell them how it is. And it's good for him because I I think it's been a trend in major league baseball recently, but especially this year with umpiring has just been at its all time low and it has just been absolutely pathetic. So good on Luis for getting on. So there, there are things I like about Luis Rojas as a manager, but then you have to ask yourself the question, does the good outweigh the bad? And I, I have not been able to convince myself that it does. I look at Luis Rojas and the biggest, my biggest problem with him is the way he manages a bullpen. Right. It's awful. It's horrendous. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. And that, and more times than not, you're right. But the I problem mean, with him is, is it him or is it baseball 2021? which is a is a very good question and i don't think i don't think we'll get the answer to it and i don't think so either like like me and vin definitely i forget where steve stands on it mm-hmm. it's it we had to give him a shot to redeem himself for a full season 100 percent. yes and with luis rojas the problem with rojas is the whole carlos beltran situation with the whole yeah. astro situation so he's basically our second option as being the manager so right. we, if he, we, everybody knows he's not the first option guy, yeah. And he's just unfortunately being our manager right now. For the, right. for he's he's better than Mickey Callaway. I will give him that. No doubt. Yes. Um, yeah. does he still have wacky moments? And I and I and mm-hmm. that's where I'm trying to like decipher: is it 2021 baseball or is it really him? Because right. 
you can hear the same with Aaron Boone. I, I've had talks with my Yankee friends the same night. Me, it's Colt. We have the same exact conversation, but for the opposite team, literally minutes apart from each other every night. Mm. Of like, oh, this guy should have stayed, and why are we like yeah. babying this guy or X, Y, and Z? Um, later to find out Degrom's hurt. Thankfully, he's okay. <laughs> but yeah, right. It's mostly Degrom starts that like, why isn't he not pitching? But the last three, he's obviously. We know why. Oh, we didn't even bring him up. How do we not bring up the Grump? He's a monster. I mean, well, dude, the problem is, I mean, what? There's nothing there's left to. Nothing, there's no. There's no, no adjectives left to describe. He's him. unhuman, and I don't know right. how he's throwing 100 with ease at 33 years old. I mean, he is literally. If he gets through his start, and let me make sure I'm doing the math right here because I want to make sure I am. Uh, yeah, I should be correct. If he gets through his start on Saturday without allowing a run, he will have gone the whole, the entire month of June without allowing a run. That yeah. is just, that is un, that's unreal. And, you know, like I said, there's just, there's no more adjectives to describe the guy. He has just been a rock. I think personally, and this might be blasphemous for a lot of Mets fans, he mm-hmm. might go down as the greatest pitcher in Mets history. And oh. that is a tall mountain to climb. It's and almost there, do. man. It's almost there. He know he needs one World Series, right? That's all he needs. And like the like our father's generation and the generation. Mm-hmm. The problem is the pitching was so different back then. Yeah, and it's a different baseball was different. Yeah, like if Jacob Degrom was in that that. Tom Seaver era of things, he would be pitching that <laughs> style of baseball. That's like right. the most frustrating thing about that. It's just not how baseball is anymore. Yeah. It is funny that Jacob DeGrom has more RBIs and earned runs so far this sure. season. I mean, it just it, it's just it's just laughable. Like it's it's just like, all right, Jake is Jake. He's he's right. just Jake. And just yeah. as long as his arm doesn't fall off, we're good to go. Knocking on wood. Yes. It's been three scares so far this year. So yeah that's nervous i'm nervous about that like i i think he might be throwing a little too hard you know what i mean yeah like let's like yeah. let's tone it back but the innings aren't there at the moment but mm-hmm. hopefully it's more of the all right when august and september come rolling around and he, he's pitching seven inning games he's hopefully throwing a com- couple complete games because that's how he works you know he works mm-hmm. fast that he can easily pitch complete games it's really what Rojas and the situation brings itself. But right. I'm hopefully it's more of the long run of him. It's, it's him taking care of business. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Rich plug, plug your podcast, plug your oh, Twitter, sure. Instagram, whatever you want to plug. And thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, definitely. So uh, yeah, you could follow me uh, at rbhan12 on Twitter. You can find me if you type in rbhan12 in any social media. You can most likely find me. Yeah, it's uh, so funny. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm I'm on, I'm on Twitter uh, most of most of the time. I'm on Twitter, uh, but Instagram, everything else as well. Uh, but I also do have a podcast. It's called Hall the Sports. Of course, that is uh, an homage to me going to Seton Hall. Did my undergrad at Seton Hall, uh, and and I host it with one of my good friends who also did the same thing. Uh, you kind of had the same career path trajectory that I had at Seton Hall. His name's Matt Majinski. Uh, so we have our Hall of Sports podcast. We like to uh, pump out an episode every two weeks or so, uh, mm-hmm. get everybody caught up 
on uh, on stuff like that. We'll also throw an interview in every once in a while. Like, uh, for example, when the Titans traded for Julio Jones, we had somebody come on uh, from a Titans podcast and kind of, you know, break that down with us. So we, we try to keep stuff like that fresh. Uh, we try to cover everything we possibly can. Uh, and yeah, so that, that's been it for me, uh, so far, but, uh, if, if you've enjoyed listening to me and want to continue listening to me in the future, uh, you could find me on that podcast, but you can also find me, uh, starting August working for, uh, St. Peter's, University Athletics uh, in, okay. in Jersey City. I'm going to be doing basically the same thing uh, I did while I was at Seton Hall. I'll call a few of their games, do behind the scenes, uh, do behind the scenes stuff, give you behind the scenes looks and interviews with coaches and players and okay. stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, you can find that basically if you follow me, you can find it. But uh, if you want to give St. Peter's athletics a follow as well, uh, I will be around and uh, it's going to be a good two years out in Jersey city. I hope. All right. Well, good luck with that. Um, thanks for everybody that's uh, listening to tonight's uh, solo pod. We both appreciate it. Until next time, we'll see you next week. Uh, let's see what the honors do tonight. Have a good one. <laughs>